Hello and welcome to the Technical Leadership Podcast. This is episode number 10. In this episode, I want to talk about producing great progress updates with minimal frustration. In my first job, we had regular hour-long status meetings with formal minutes and updates. It was a team of five engineers. It was so frustrating that I remember those meetings 15 years later. And even now, if I think about, I've worked in teams of 14, 15 people, engineers in a scrum team, and we definitely didn't have hour-long meetings to give status updates. We'd have little stand-ups every day. Sometimes we'd miss a day, right? And those seemed to be good enough. Either way, we've come a long way in 15 years, but that's how I started. And there are some good reasons for status updates because we need them to track the progress of work, but they don't need to be frustrating. Later on in the podcast, I'll mention four tips to help making reporting much easier. But first, I want to make sure that you understand the importance of updates and why accountability will help you perform better. At the core of updates is the question, will our agreement be met? Stakeholders are going to ask you that question. If you have an agreement, they want some kind of an evidence that you can be trusted. Without an agreement between parties, there's really no need to track the progress of work. For example, the side project you're doing doesn't need status updates. It might be a one-day project. It might be a one-year project. It doesn't matter because no one is tracking that work. But no matter the size of the task, if you have an agreement with someone else, then you'll need to track the progress of the work. And again, this is just a fact of life. If, if there's someone else involved, you need to communicate. Agreements are important because they let us parallelize our work and they can be used as a proxy for the work. In other words, the agreement vouches for the work being done until the work is done. And since agreements are more brittle than deliverables, they should be validated every so often. And that's essentially what your stakeholders will do. They, they trust your work, they trust your promise, but they want to get some evidence to see how well you're doing against that promise. The person doing the work needs to report on the work. In fact, the reporting on the work is part of the work. This is often missed. We, th we often think, well, I need to build something or I need to do something. I need to write some software. And the reporting is just an added extra on the side. This is a fallacy. The actual reporting of the work, if others are relying on your work, is a part of the work. And you need to be as good in reporting work as you are in doing what you think is the work. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a mouthful. Let's let's talk a little bit about what a good status report will contain. And I've broken it down really into two elements. One is you want to have the goal or agreement clearly articulated. There should be no ambiguity about this, right? And this is often done up front, but it's worth reiterating. And if you want to go the extra mile, also add in how you're going to measure that. It's not the what you are measuring, it's how you're measuring it. And then give your stakeholder a clear indicator if you will meet the agreement or miss the agreement. Hopefully it is meet the agreement, but plans change, things happen. And giving a good indicator up front will help your stakeholders trust you more in the long term. And the reason for that is just because it's predictable. If you come last minute to people and say, hey, I haven't done the work, that's a big surprise. And surprises tend to lose trust. But if you say, hey, in four weeks time, I'm gonna miss this date by three days, can we, can we shift it out or what can, plan can we make? Yes, it's bad news, but you're building in an element of predictability when that date rolls around, they're going to get what they expected. And as I mentioned, if you're going to miss the agreement, then come with a clear plan. Bring changes to the plan that you recommend. And those could be simple things like 
changing the way you work. If you're in a team, maybe someone else can help you out with some of the work. If you need to make changes to scope or deadline, then you need to renegotiate those terms with your stakeholders. And again, goes back to step number one. You have to have a clear goal and agreement that um, is clearly articulated. So if that changes, you need to go back to step number one, have it agreed, and then post that on your status updates. You can include optional information, of course, like the work you've already done, the rate of progress for historical work to give stakeholders an indication of your future work. This is quite common actually for the Scrum framework where there's this idea of a velocity where you can see how fast you're going through work and that gives you an indicator of future velocity. It's not exact, but it is a pretty useful tool. Other things you could report on are the known risks that could affect your work. You know, people are taking time off, daylight savings could affect your work. Right? You can also set expectations for the contents of the next report. But only do this if you have particularly high confidence. Otherwise, you might end up uh, missing your deadline again and then you lose some trust. And as a side note, I find that perceived poor performance or maybe even actual poor performance is often linked with poor reporting of the work. There are so many good engineers whose weak reporting skills negatively impact their reputation. Engineers with weaker technical skills who set the right expectations and deliver on them tend to be perceived as more performant. And maybe this seems unfair to you, but remember that the reporting of the work is part of the work and every bit as important as the actual technical work. And, and again, like in, a, in an organization, like I mentioned, you want to have agreements so people can parallelize the work. And so even if your technical skills are super strong, if it's not dependable, the ripple effect of that missed deadline can have broader impact just beyond your own work. And so you might end up being the, the Achilles heel of a project just because of poor reporting. And as promised, here are four tips to help reduce the frustration. Tip one, plan ahead. Describe the work you're going to be doing to the level of detail that you need. And as long as your actual deliverables align with your milestones, then your status updates are 80% done. This is actually something that requires a lot of discipline. It's uh, similar to a test-driven development process. So if you're in software engineering, the test TDD, as it's called, is the idea that you're going to write the test before you write the code. And this is similar. You outline the plan before you execute on the plan. Number two, focus on the gap between now and done. Don't fall into the trap of giving a laundry list of all the work you've done in the past. Like, yeah, that's interesting, but rather show the work you still need to do along with the scope and the timelines, because that's gonna give your stakeholders an idea of how much work is left, and if that agreement with the milestone dates is actually achievable. Number three, be open about the risks. List factors that could impact the work, and these could be anything like the complexity of the task, for sure, but also other things like schedule time off of dependencies. Maybe someone needs to take time off, maybe someone is going on paternity leave or maternity leave. Maybe you find it difficult to get responses from others, or maybe someone else's uh, roadmap is constrained and you need to give them four weeks notice before they can do any work for you. These are all very valid risks and should be called out up front. And the funny thing is the technical complexity risks are usually less impactful than the organizational risks. So just think a little bit broader than just the technical aspects and make sure that you list things that are actually gonna be challenges in the future. And finally, communicate predictively. If your stakeholders trust you, then they'll be more gracious. And if they don't trust you, they'll be more harsh. 
Being predictable about the updates helps your stakeholders to trust you. Having a predictable schedule also lets you plan your updates into your work week so that you no longer have to deal with emergency interruptions from others who want to understand your work. Basically, set a cadence and uh, deliver on that cadence. So today, ask yourself who is relying on the work that you are doing. Take time to make sure you're on the same page on both the scope and the timelines. And then take your most important project and outline a plan. The more you think through the work, the more accurate your plan will be. Yes, the details are going to change, but the detailed upfront work is not going to be a waste. This simple exercise is going to help you think through all the work from start to finish. You're going to get a better understanding of what you need to do, some of the risks that uh, you might encounter. And uh, the outcome of this analysis is basically your plan, which you can then update regularly. As and that's the end of this episode. What did you think? Let us know on Twitter by using the hashtag technical leadership or sending a tweet to tech lead Our mission is to build a community of leaders that inspire others to excellence. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend who could also benefit from it. If you want to support this podcast more directly and have access to our community Slack channel, head to patreon.com forward slash technical leadership for more information. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.